0: He's a well-respected high school football scout. Known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. He's a well-respected national high school football recruiting analyst.
1: Greg Greg Biggins.
0: Together they bring you the transparent truth. The world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent (laughs) truth. (laughs) Ha ha. Welcome, welcome. You're now listening to the transparent truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. Intercom Studios with my man Greg Biggins. He's not with me, but he's on the phone. GB, what it do? I'm there in spirit,
1: my guy. I'm definitely there in spirit. I'm doing good, man. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing all right, man. Got a lot of energy. uh, Recording on Tuesday, of course, this drops on Wednesday. But I, but I'm here. We're here. It's always glad to have you on the phone or in studio, my man. I know you got a ton of information. We got a ton of recapping to do. Bosco showcase, modern day showcase, Long Beach Poly. I mean, man, players, coaches competition It was everywhere, GB. But before we get to that, let's jump right into recruiting. The Transparent Truth Recruiting Report. So
1: how about those USC Trojans pulled in not one, not two, but three new commitments. And, uh, you know, honestly, it was kind of an interesting deal where there's um, just two commitments. None of the guys, I would say, are your typical highly touted kid that you're used to seeing USC land. But, but I like them. I like both kids. So uh, quarterback-wise, they want to bring in two guys. They knew it would be difficult to bring in maybe a super, super elite kid following JT. But they brought in a kid, Keegan Slobis, out of Arizona, who's kind of intriguing to me, uh, plays under Kurt Warner. so And it's very evident that he, kid is advanced when it comes to just knowing how to play the game. Uh, I think the stock was getting ready to kind of blow up. Oregon State was his first Pac-12 offense, but they'd be kind of rolling in for him. But he visited USC over the weekend and wasted no time and committing so cheating slovis quarterback commit for 2019 we'll see if they take another one uh, supposedly they will and then also uh gino Pinotis from st louis hawaii a 6'4 280 pound d lineman uh with that kind of size they can do a couple of different things our guy blair was at the uh the recent Polynesian camp Jesse sapalu who does a great job with that uh, and he liked this kid he said he's really really talented so usc with two commitments of the week uh, Sunday night, I was actually in the building at the Athletic Republic for Jeremiah Cordell and Sean Money Dollars. Both of them committed to Oregon. It was kind of a cool deal. They had kind of the posters against the wall with all their schools Florida State, USC, uh, Washington was on the wall. Georgia was on the wall. I Even mean, their schools was on the wall. So the way they, they kind of did it, Keith, was they had each of them kind of start just rip down the posters until yeah. there was just like a Florida State and Oregon were the last ones left. And then they kind of, you know, faked the organ, did all fake, you know, and then ripped open their sweatshirts, revealing organ duck gear. Crowd went crazy. No one really knew. I I knew because I was there at the showcase Wednesday, and I got to do a little pre-interview with them, but, man, people freaked out. I don't think anyone knew. I think they probably just assumed they were going to be both going to SC just because that's what kids do in Southern California, but... They're both going Oregon How do you think about that fit uh, For both those two guys Cordell Going in as a safety Not as a corner Kind of as more of a nickel And a safety and then Sean Dollars Will be kind of a Multi-positional running back
0: No love the fit Love the fit Let's talk a little bit About money dollars the guy's a three-pronged back. He can block it. He can catch it. He can run it. Love him out the backfield on the wheel routes. He's gonna be dynamic in that area from out of day this year. But he's got the ability to run inside, run outside. He's got the quickness. He's got the ability to break people down in the open field. Really leave you grasping for air. Money dollars is dynamic with the football. Talk about Jeremiah Cordell. You talk about a electric safety prospect. Electric meaning when he hits you, he'll shock you. He's got that type of explosiveness in that lower body. Also, very active. Uh, can play inside the box. Can play the nickel. I don't think he's an outside corner. That's not who I believe JerMichael Cordell is. I think he's a physical nickel who can come off the edge as a blitzer, who can line up against you know mismatch problems versus an offense, and who also can play you know a one half safety, deep half side of the field, and be able to take away the deep ball. Play, you know, slots kind of from 10 yards off. Soft cushion, but, you know, Credell, he's versatile. He can get after. He can run. He can hit. He's physical. Uh, Dollars is a playmaker out of the backfield and is also a, a shifty runner in space and can slash off that one step and cut. So two very, very good pickups. High caliber, high prospect players for Oregon, excuse me, assistant, Assistant or co-defensive coordinator, Keith Hayward, Dante Williams, recruiting this L.A. area. They're doing a fantastic job.
1: Fantastic job. Yep. I love both. High character. It was was kind of a cool deal. What they did was they brought up the families of both kids. And, dude, for a second there, I thought it was that Bible study. Because, man, both parents are just preaching about, you know, just God and and how important that is in a boy's life and how they're just praying over their kids. And it's kind of cool. You You know these kids really well like I do. And you can just tell, man, there's a really strong family structure in place. And they're such, such good kids off the field. It's easy to see why, because they both come from really good families. Hey, we've got a couple upcoming commitments, Keith. Um, July 4th, Darion Greenhorn, 2020 DB for Mother Day. He's going to pull the trigger. He's going early. He's got Oklahoma, USC, Wisconsin, Ole Miss. In the University of Arizona, I think right now Oklahoma is probably the team to beat. Watch out for USC. Uh, he's going to unofficially visit them, I think, next week. But uh, you know, he visited Oklahoma not too long ago, and man, he fell in love with the place. Uh, it was unofficial for him, but he said, "Man, they showed me so much love. I felt like I was there on an official visit with the uh, with the 2019 class." So, watch out for the Sooners. We said that a lot this year, haven't we, Keith? Watch out for Oklahoma. How well they're recruiting in Southern California
0: area. Coach Lincoln Riley. Hot as a firecracker with his top assistant, Buki Brendan Radley-Hiles, bringing in top-notch players, Darion Green-Warren. Maybe next, GB, like you said, originally from Oklahoma, four-star cornerback, 2020 class, getting it done early, man. Before your junior year, that is very, very early, and, uh, you know, hey, all the best to the to Green-Warren, and, uh, you know, like you said, July 4th, we're going to see some fireworks,
1: also, uh, Jude Wolf, St. John Bosco, he's going to commit on August 3rd, which is his grandmother's birthday. I kind of joke with Jude. I said, hey, Jude, uh, your grandmother, she's she going she to pull the hat for you? And he goes, no, but she has been a big impact on my life and my decision. And right now, it's USC, Washington leading, I believe, Oregon and Notre Dame. He'll take official trips to all four schools before August 3rd. These class can actually do that now. It's kind of a good, good thing. Uh, get those official visits in. I think USC, though, right now, I I think they they might be the team to beat, Keith. I think he could be fighting on. Uh, The Washington Huskies, though, are are right there as well. That was kind of maybe an early leader. He already visited there once unofficially and loved it. But uh, I think USC has a chance to nab Mr. Jude Wolf. How do you feel, hey, Jude, will fit in with USC if, if he decides to pick the Trojans?
0: You listen, Jude Wolf is a NFL type player because he's got the size, the length, the athleticism, the ball skills at the tight end position. He's also an adequate blocker. Jude Wolf is a terrific fit for USC, considering USC loves the big tight end down the middle of the field. Jude presents a tremendous option, and you talk about a guy getting his numbers towards the quarterback. Who else would you want catching balls from other than JT Daniels, the number one quarterback in the country coming out? Jew Wolf set to make a big-time decision. If he becomes a Trojan, better look out. He's going to be fighting on for a really long time.
1: Obviously, he fits in very well with Washington and Oregon and Notre Dame as well. Don't want to snub them out. Take hey, some recent weekend visits, and then we'll get to some new offers, but Chris Steele, Saint John Bosco, took an unofficial visit to Florida. I'll tell you what, Keith, I'm starting to hear some buzz about the
0: Gators. I don't know if you're hearing that. A little buzz,
1: huh? Are you hearing a little bit of buzz at all about the
0: Gators with Chris Steele? I'm hearing a lot of things about Chris. I'm hearing some Gator buzz. I'm hearing some Spurs Up South Carolina buzz. Um, I'm still hearing a little bit of USC buzz. So, hey, yeah, yeah, listen, this is Chris Steele. We're talking about he's been all over the country, and aye, yeah, he's like P. Diddy. <laughs> I think mean,
1: Chris likes kind of – Chris likes playing the game. He likes, keep, he likes to keep people guessing. But I honestly believe I think there is some sincere interest in Chris Steele with the Florida Gators right now. Ron English is a longtime DB coach over there. The family knows Ron English very, very well. I, I got him crystal ball to USC. End of the day, they, they will get that last official trip. I want to say that's going to be June 22nd. He's also going to officially visit Miami. Already been to Oklahoma and LSU, and he's going to officially visit Florida in two weeks. Those are going to be his five official visits. So, I tell you what, man, it, it's still hard for me. I, I've say all the time, I've seen this movie before. I think end of the day, it's hard for a SoCal kid to leave home. I think USC is still right there, but it will not shock me at all for the first time. I, I for the first time I truly believe that he could leave, and the Florida Gators have a chance. Speaking of EBTBs, how about Mikhail, Wright? He took an unofficial visit to Oregon over the weekend. I think the Ducks are actually in a a pretty good spot for Mikael Wright. Saw him in Vegas two weeks ago for that Elite 11 camp, and uh, he was phenomenal. Showed why he's probably the top corner out west. Speaking of Oregon, they're all over the place. Mananoa Tufona, big-time linebacker from Punahou High School in Honolulu. He unofficially visited both Oregon and Washington. I think both those two schools were in a pretty good place. His dad played for the Washington Huskies. Gosh, Oregon is recruiting so hard. So I don't know if those are the two teams to beat, but I think uh, both those two schools are at least in the top three or four. How about Cajon quarterback? who's putting up just video game-like numbers. Jaden Daniels, he unofficially visited UCLA over the weekend on Saturday. Came out the top eight yesterday, which consisted of UCLA, Utah, Cal, Nebraska, Penn State, USC, Georgia, and Texas A&M. U.S. specific quarterback, they will take two, so they'll still they are still recruiting uh, Jaden pretty heavily. Uh, Cal, uh, he has a really good connection with Coach Tui, who actually played at UW with Jaden's quarterback coach. He already unofficially visited Utah, and loved it. I think he's UCLA's to lose, though. I think he had a great visit. I think he's Chip Kelly's guy. Um, you know, Chip Kelly compared him to Marcus Mariota. Keith, how do you feel about that comparison?
0: Um, I don't. I, I, I can see a little bit of that. Jaden's a very good thrower to football, like Marcus was or is. Um, Jaden, athletic. Marcus, a elite athlete. So in those instances, I'm not sure. I, to me, I'm a little bit more comparable to – I think he's a little bit more comparable to Dennis Dixon. I know Dennis Dixon was probably a better athlete, but I'm just talking in terms of his, his quickness, his ability to make moves, make people miss, uh, his quick delivery. Jaden Daniels, Dennis Dixon, I can see a little bit in there, but nonetheless, Chip Kelly I think has found his guy. If Jaden Daniel goes with the UCLA Bruins, I think it's a terrific fit for both sides. Chip is a guy who can maximize a skill set at the quarterback position and that dual threat – type uh, way, and Jaden Daniels is a guy who can get it done with his legs. He can get it done with his arm. He's also a very, very bright kid. Alright, don't sleep on that part. He's very, very mentally tough. He's got the high football IQ. I think he can get it done in Westwood. We'll see.
1: I like the Dennis Dixon comparison, because also Dennis was so skinny at the same stage. And yeah. you look at Jaden, and, and Jaden needs to put on some weight. Tell him at the... Uh, at a uh, little cert, uh, commitment ceremony for Jeremiah and Sean. And it was funny, there was, uh, I was on the UCLA message board, and they always did the photo shoot and I showed him with the UCLA uniform. And all the fans on the message board were saying, Dude, we need to get this guy. But my gosh, is he skinny? He needs to put on some weight. So Dennis Dixon was rail thin as well. So, uh, and then lastly, Jake Smith, uh, the speed receiver out of Arizona. Yes. Uh, he took an official, my hockey uh, verbiage, their official visit to USC. He's down to two schools, USC, the Texas Longhorns. He's going to officially visit Texas next. He has a June decision coming up. I think most people feel that he is Texas's to lose. Wow. But I do know that USC gave him a lot to think about. A great visit to USC. But as of right now, it sounds like Texas is probably the team to beat for Jake Smith, Keith.
0: <laughs> man, we talked about this a couple shows ago. Jake Smith is an explosive, explosive weapon out the backfield, in the slot. The guy can go. Uh, if he's higher than a 4 or 5 guy, I'd be shocked. He's a playmaker, man, out of Arizona. It's funny, GB, how, you know, when these top recruits win it down to two schools and which staff can reel a guy in over another Tom Herman getting it done. A lot like Lincoln Riley. You better look out. The Big 12 is on the move, GB. They haven't won a, a title, uh, a BCS title or a, in a college football championship title uh, in a while. And so uh, you better look out, man. The Texas Longhorns, they've been on a recruiting push. Oklahoma Sooners, they're hot. It's going to be interesting to see moving forward, I can tell you that. Yeah, I think Texas is coming up for
1: sure. And Oklahoma is already there. How about some new offers? And obviously I don't want to For the fans, so I I kept it down to a minimum. But let's start off with the kid who got his first offer. You know, Keith, it always brings me great joy to see a a young 16, 17-year-old young man get his very first scholarship offer. Uh, And that happened for Mr. Doug Brumfield last night. Oh, yeah. This is actually airing on Wednesday, so it actually happened two nights ago when this is airing, but it wasn't just an offer. It was a Pac-12 offer from the University of Utah. Yes, sir. Doug Brumfield, 2020 quarterback out of Sarah. So good job, Doug. Uh, Very excited for you. How about Asa Turner from Carlsbad High School, landing an offer from Notre Dame? That's kind of a big deal. Oh, yeah. How about Punahou, Alva Line, Duke Clemens pulling in Nebraska? They love to recruit Southern California. They love to recruit Hawaii. They love to recruit all over the West Coast. How about Willie Hart? Pittsburgh High School up in Northern California, plays for our guy Coach T in TMP, offered by Washington State. I believe that's Willie's first Pac-12 offer uh, a kid is starting to really blow up his Diamond Ranch DL uh, defensive end Amir Johnson. Remember, we saw him at the Nike camp and sure. couldn't stop staring at him sure. uh, uh, just because the body and, and just the frame he has. Amir Johnson, ASU, Nevada, and then the biggest one of all, UC Davis, baby. So those three heavyweight programs, especially the U- UC Davis right there, Amir Johnson, man, his stock is going up. How about they with Coach T, TMP? One of his top DBs, Isaiah Rutherford, landed a school that we like to call the Louisiana State Tigers. Also, known as LSU. They're pretty good at recruiting DBs and de- de- developing DBs. No Team, question. Isaiah Rutherford. I was about to call him Zay Rutherford. How about Bo Collins? We saw him at the Pinch on Bosco Showcase. He landed three offers that day, immediately following that showcase. Already had Nebraska. So he added Nevada. E. Scott was out there. noses pops. Oregon. Arizona State. So all three schools offered Bo Collins, who's only a 2021 kid. And then Ole Miss offered him on Monday. It's kind of an interesting one here. Uh, UCLA offered Keewan Markham, but they did not offer Keon Markham, who is his twin brother. Right. Kewan is the safety. Keon is the receiver. So UCLA offered Kiwan. These guys are a package deal. So if I can offer both of them, why even offer at all? Regardless, I think ASU is going to be the team to beat for them. Just because ASU is, uh, you know, got the AP connection, Antonio Pierce. Those kids love Pierce. The family loves Pierce. And more importantly, Pierce loves them. So I think ASU is going to be very tough to beat for both Keon and Keon Markham. How about Isaiah Young landing his first offer from Arizona? You just saw Isaiah at the Centennial Showcase a couple of weeks ago. Yep. His first pass-off offer comes in from Arizona. And Coach Meek. How about Brendan Costello from San Clemente? Added offers from Idaho State and Army. But East L.A. offered three lines from Nevada. I can only pronounce one of these names, Keith, so <laughs> bear with me. How about Bo Taylor from Bishop Gorman? Oh, yeah, Big I, Bo. I can, I, can, I can do that one. Yeah. We got an o from Eisenhower High School. Ugh, I'm kind of nervous right now,
0: Keith. Just go with it, GB.
1: Okay. I say it really fast. Maybe people don't know. Blair, Blair can say these Polynesian names much better than I can. So it's Katoa Lamea. Lamea. I think. Yeah. Big kid, good kid, good football player. He's from Eisenhower. I think I incorrectly said Nevada. Uh, this kid is from Nevada, Liberty High School. O lineman as well. Talking about Troy, Tautanua.
0: Sounds good to Tautanu.
1: me. Tautanua. 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 He visited UCLA and USC. They both have offered. USC already had offered, but UCLA offered him on the trip. He's a big physical athletic offensive tackle so he's totally offered the three kids how about our guy anthony beavers 2021 kid from sarah high school and a big patch offer from utah so the Utes are doing some work Jaden casey uh 2020 quarterback in calabasas offered by washington state cougs uh william nemo offered after that modern day showcase that we we're at by university of arizona but george mikey Hahn with his first offer Maraday, 2021 offensive lineman, is going to be a center offered by uh, Boston College. E.J. Uwe lay offered by Washington State. He is going to take visits, Keith, on June 10th to the 14th to Alabama and Clemson.
0: Wow. How good
1: are those two programs? They're both pretty good. Ooh, maybe the Uh, top
0: two programs in the country.
1: I would agree. I would agree. Probably throw Ohio State up there, or too. But Clemson and, Ohio- and Alabama, No, those guys are recruiting monsters. Yeah. Dude, one of my favorite linebackers in the 2020 class is Jordan Botello from St. Louis High School, man. Jordan, definition of a guy who just plays mad, angry, with his hair on fire. But he got an offer from LSU. He's going to get every, kid, every offer out there. This kid is special, special talent. Uh, speaking of special, uh, Michael Martinez offered after that Monday Showcase by Alabama and by the Utah Utes. How about Bryce Farrell from
0: Oaks Christian. Christian. Yeah, A
1: 2020 wide receiver offered by TCU and Michigan. Eliza Badger from Folsom 2020 offered by Michigan and Nebraska. Bryson Washington, 2020 TV from Mother Day, offered by Texas. The same day as that showcase, they were not there. They were there two weeks ago, but they offered him while he was there. I was watching him kind of dance around. He was giggly. He was smiling, Keith. He was almost you, you probably needed surgery to get that smile off his face. He was so happy. Wow. Washington, the 2020 safety. Uh, Cody F., Modern Day 2020, offered by Nevada after that showcase. Uh, Shamar Martin, a DB. I like a lot of the San Diego area, offered by Oregon State. Tim uh, Mark's kids, 2020 kids, uh, offered um, from Modern Day, offered after that showcase. Dylan Davies, yep. 2021 DB, Arizona, Utah. And on Davis. So there's Davies and there's Davis. Jalen and there's Rajon. uh, Jalen Davies, 21 DB, Arizona, Utah. Rajon Davis, a 21 outside linebacker, Utah. Both those two kids, man, really looked the part. I was told when I got my roster, circled both those two names. I was told by my guy, who you know him, Scotty Barajas. Yeah. He uh, he actually uh, also works over at Monster with our guy Dan Lamb. But he said, man, circle number 24, Jalen Davies, He's a 20, 21 kid. He's very good. You're going to like him a lot. And it's circle number 46. Linebacker Rajon Davis, both with two kids are really good. And it was kind of cool to see them both perform really well and both got offers. How about our guy from La Habra? Uh, Jacobo Fuamatu, offered by ASU. His first Pac-12 offer, ASU, uh, also landed this past week. New Mexico and Fresno State. Uh, Michael Earhart, Chaminade linebacker. It's not just about big, bully blank Anzalanos. they got... Michael Earhart over there with his first Pac-12 offer, Chief Oregon State. Nice. Titus Toller, ASU, and Colorado State. James Smith, 2020 DB, takes on Bosco, Nevada, and Washington State. We got three more keys. Go Kobe with it, Pepe. Our guy could be Pepe, Vanderbilt. He is a special looking 2020. Defensive lineman Chris Hudson, who I thought looked great at that showcase, ASU and Utah both offered him. Offered him in the last one from Bosco, also who was at the showcase. 2020 running back Nathaniel Sanbis Jones offered by University of Colorado in Boulder, and that is the recruiting notes of the week.
0: Wow, Greg Biggins giving us the latest and greatest in recruiting. So much information, so much knowledge. Visiting so many schools, seeing so many prospects. Greg Biggins, you are the man. How about the Sand Beast getting that Colorado offer? Darian Hagen in attendance says, "I like the Sand Beast. He's a bad boy." I like the Sand Beast too. I think we both like him. GB, what do you think?
1: Dude, I like I like Darian Hagan. Man, those Colorado teams were some of my favorite teams of all time. The Bill McCartney, Eric Bieniemy. Man, that, that uh, 30 for 30, I know you watched it too. Sure. Man, I used to love those uniforms. Those were my favorite helmets. I was a, I was a CU fan back in those days. Those were some fun teams. I was a big Bill McCartney guy as well. Those were some, that was some. That was some good football back then.
0: No, it was it definitely some good football. But speaking of good football, GB, it's time for our Sleeper of the Week. It's time for our Sit and Sleep Sleeper of the Week. Really want to thank our guy Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects. That need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry's all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sin Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Great body diagnostics. That's five star stuff. This is
1: high quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands. Thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome.
0: Sit and sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price or your mattress is free. Free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. Our sleeper of the week this week, I got a chance to go visit Bellflower High School and uh, came across a prospect I really like. Omari Okiki, six foot one and some chains, close to 6'2, plays receiver, just got off the track. It was his first day of practice. But Saw him catch some balls, saw the athletic ability, saw the balls, the ball skills, saw the body control. But I said, Coach, let me see him at DB. Can he backpedal without falling down? Can he turn his hips and run? Can he attack the ball high point? Can he break down with quick feet? So they put him at DB, they ran through some drills. And guess what, GB? I liked him. I liked him a lot. Omari O'Kiki, six foot one and a half, probably about 170 pounds. Very athletic. Great frame to build on. Could be a corner, maybe a free safety if he wants to hit somebody. I like him as an athlete. Plays wide receiver. He was the defensive back of the year, uh, ironically, in his league last year. I think he had a few picks. But uh, I think this kid's a big-time player in the making. Needs to get in the weight room. He's a little underdeveloped there. He's a CF qualifier on the track in terms of jumping. Uh, So a good athlete. He's got some ball skills. I think he's just a little underdeveloped in that program, but they got a solid coach in there now who just came over from Valley Christian, uh, Coach Woody, and uh, I think he's going to do a great job. Mario Kiki. This week's Transparent Truth, Sleeper of the Week. GB, it's time to recap modern-day Bosco. Are you ready? <laughs> Have we ever, do, I want, do people get bored, I wonder, of I, us talking about these things. I, I don't they, know. Hopefully not. Hopefully I, it, not, but... <laughs> I want to apologize. I feel like I want to apologize, Greg I Biggins. Know, me too. I'm with you. I know we talk modern-day Bosco a lot. And I want to apologize in advance because, you know... We're always talking about those kids, those teens, but just being frank with you guys, they got the highest-rated recruits. They're ranked top five in the nation. I don't know what you want us to do. I mean, we went to their showcase, and Greg, you know, me and you, we show up somewhere. We just kind of see each other. We're busy working. You're doing your thing. I'm doing mine. And one thing we can both agree on, man, was – that Bosco Showcase was something like I've never be seen before. There had to be close to 90 coaches in attendance. It felt like a coaches' convention. A lot of our great friends who coach at the college level were there. And, man, was it packed with talent. I mean, if we can just go position by position. Let's start off with the quarterback position. DJ looked phenomenal, I thought. Very poised in the pocket. Ability to run the offense smoothly, powerful arm, tremendous uh, accuracy down the football field. And he's got some receivers, GB. Wow. He's got, and he didn't even has
1: maybe their best receiver. I don't look. I, I take the maybe out of it. Kobe Bowman wasn't even there. Right. Um. You know he's he's lined up track.
0: Yeah. No Kobe Bowman.
1: No Trent McDuffie. No tr- play a little bit of offense. Yeah. No but Trent McDuffie. Chris
0: Hudson has taken a leap. Chris Hudson looked right? good. Yes, absolutely.
1: He, he's the reason why, you know, they kind of kicked Devin Cooley to the curb last year, if we can say that politely. Chris Hudson emerged last year. He's taking a leap. We've been talking about Bo Collins.
0: Bo Collins looked phenomenal.
1: I, I'm, I'm ready for Jude Wolf to become a focal point of the offense.
0: I agree with you on that.
1: I thought Bosco looked really, really good. I, I just, you know, we can go my position by position – uh, but just my just a real quick overview of the two teams. Yeah, The one thing that jumped out to me, other than Bosco had beer at theirs, and Marty did not have beer at their showcase, so I give Bosco a little bit of an edge there, but the other thing that jumped out to me, Keith, was the fact that I just thought the depth at Bosco was strikingly deeper.
0: Mm, interesting. You know the, what I'm the depth at I, Bosco. I, I, okay.
1: I thought, I thought when Marty put their second stringers in, there was a lot of guys who kind of looked more similar to me.
0: Yeah. Low undersized, a little underdeveloped.
1: When, when Bosco put their second stringers in, you couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. I, I think I can agree had, with that. Bosco had 40 dudes that looked like dudes. I thought Marday's first team offense, defense, looked just as, just as good. Just as... No doubt. Whatever the word you want to use, right? Yeah. But when Bosco uh, put their subs in, and Mardi put their subs in. Man, I I saw a striking difference there. That was one thing that kind of jumped out for me, but overall, man. Yeah. Both those two teams have some special,
0: special, special talent. Oh, man, just loaded. Uh, And I think I can agree with you, Greg. Bosco's depth was very striking. Um, It was alarming of sorts it was like an embarrassment of riches you got some schools that don't have one division one player and they have 35 division one players out there Uh, their defensive line is fantastic they will challenge Centennial to be the top defensive line in Southern California Rodman Pote Pepe Aubrey all those guys can go they're all division one players right and then they've got some guys behind them, all right? Galasso and others. Like you said, they are eight deep on the defensive line. At the linebacker position, um, loved how Goforth looked. Raylan Goforth looks a little different this year. He's moving a little different. Just his demeanor is a little different. He's not out there smiling and, and showing his teeth to everybody. He, he just looks a little meaner. I think he's in, in for a big year. Uh, Spencer Ladder, the transfer from Servite. I thought he ran around and looked athletic. Uh, he looked like he's gotten bigger in the weight room, of course. Jacob Jornadal does not get a lot of credit being that Mike linebacker, but he's tackle to tackle in that box, and he's thumping people, GB. The defensive backs, they're a bit young, and I think this is the kind of like Modern Day Last year, they're a bit young, but man, are they talented? James Smith, I was blown away by. About six foot one and some change. Long and athletic. Very good athlete. Terrific ball skills and makeup speed. Really liked him at a corner. John John Vines, I think he's in the developmental process right now, but he's got a frame on him. He's looking like he's put on some weight. Chris Steele, I thought was dominant. Uh, On the outside, he was aggressive. He was chirping a lot, making a lot of noise, and uh, he's playing with a ton of confidence. Flip side of that, you talked about it. The wide receivers, no Kobe Bowman out there, no Trent McDuffie, but, man, they didn't skip a beat. Chris Hudson looked great. He's taking that step forward, that big step from that sophomore to junior year. Jake Bailey is a physical slot that I really like. Bo Collins, he'll be a five-star in no time, GB, top 100 player in the 2021 class. You add Colbin and McDuffie to that group, you better look out. They might have the best wide receiver core in the nation. Forget the state. I mean, that's a loaded group of four-star players. Offensive of Line, GB, is a little bit of a concern there. They've got size. They look physical, but they're young. Made some mistakes that I could see from my distance where I was at in terms of blocking assignments, in terms of uh, taking the wrong steps or maybe going the wrong way at times. They're a young group, but they're talented. They're, they've they got tremendous size. We all know they got probably got the best running back room in the country with Savage, Halani, and Nathaniel Jones, the sand beast. They got a loaded squad over there at Bosco GB. They are loaded.
1: They were good. They were good. And, and I listened to your Facebook thing. So it, I know you're, you kept kind of wondering who that opposite corner was going to be opposite Chris Steele. Yeah. I think you probably met, you've got to met, you know, Chet McDuffie is going to be the guy. Sure. Probably the best athlete on the team. Yeah. Um, I was really surprised by how big John John Bonds is because I was I was talking with Tyler for a while. He's there watching USC receiver and Tyler's lean. Kind of has that lean basketball type body. And then I see his brother, and his brother's like 6'2 and just yeah. jacked. I'm like, dude, Tyler, man. I go, he's he's already bigger than you are. He's like, yeah, man, he got the dominant gene pool, but he's all I could still take him. Yeah. That's a big boy playing from safety. Tyler no. Toler he wasn't there. He's going to be good. Yeah. He got some dudes back there.
0: Yeah, yeah. McDuffie on the opposite side is still, you know, I can see it. McDuffie's a great athlete. Like you said, maybe the best athlete on the team. Toller going to be a safety, of course. I think, I'm telling you, James Smith, um, I really, really like that kid. I mean, he looks like he's got some special traits about him. I think he's going to be big time, there's no doubt. But let's take it over really quickly for myself, GB, at least. The modern-day side, they've got as good as ones as anybody, okay? Uh, Let's just put that on the record right now. Their ones are phenomenal. Their offensive line is technically sound. They are in sync, and they've got talented players up front. Ty Marks, George Mikey Hahn, Miles Morrell, Felix, the big transfer from Cathedral. I mean, they got guys up front that can go. All right, They can go with anybody. They can go all night long, four quarters plus, and they're going to give you the business. The backfield, they got an excellent backfield. Their running back room is, is is not too far behind Bosco's. You talk about returner, Jacoby Harper, who I think is a Pac-12 player. He's going to get his chance to show everybody this year. Sean Dollar's number one all-purpose guy in the country. Bryce Young, you know what he can do with the football. He was dynamic at times during the showcase running around making plays, being accurate on the move, still trying to get comfortable in the system, still trying to get in sync with his receivers. Of course, no Brew McCoy uh at the showcase participating. He's still kind of recovering from 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 injury, but we know what he can do on both sides of the ball. He is a known entity. He's a known five-star. He will embarrass you if you are not on your A game with help. You take it to their receiver spot I liked 17, Greg. Who was 17, Greg? Was that Epps? That was, that was Cam. That Cam was Cam Gardner. Cam Gardner. I liked Cam Gardner. Josiah Zamora, a transfer from Cathedral. Sophomore kid was in the slide. He was giving people fits in the one-on-one. But I like Gardner. He looked good. Huffman Dixon got deep. Uh, I thought he looked good. So between Zamora, who I think will be kind of be the fifth guy, Gardner, Brew Huffman Dixon they got an elite receiving core themselves they've got as good as ones as anybody but I think you're right and now I think I know you're right GB I think that's a great observation by you the depth at Bosco outweighs the depth at modern day it'll be interesting to see how the Bosco staff takes advantage of that when they meet in the middle of the season in Trinity play and if they meet uh, in the postseason so Um, Nevertheless, GB, two great showcases, tremendous athletes, very well-ran practices, elite quarterbacks. The defensive backs for modern day are very good. Elias Ricks is as good as you're going to see in the 2020 class. I don't care who you are. His skill set's tremendous. His playmaking is top-notch. He will be, you know, A high draft pick one day, I'm calling it. It doesn't matter what anybody else says to me. High draft pick, Elias Ricks. Green Warren didn't play well in the showcase, I thought, up to his standards or my standards I have for him. He was a little under the weather. He was a little dinged up. Uh, But we know he can make plays on the football. He's got tremendous instincts. He's a skilled technician on the corner. Bright shine Washington, another athletic and physical safety Jeremiah Cordell, a big-time four-star Oregon commit. Guy I was most impressed with, though, GB, tight end Michael Martinez. Wow. Did he look good? The one-handed catch on the sideline for six where he left the DB sniffing daisies. The physical blocking on the edge. His ability to catch the ball in traffic creates separation. Greg Biggins, what are your thoughts on Michael Martinez being a three-star? What's that so all about? He,
1: he's better than that. I tell you what, man, this is an this is an NFL first round yeah. left tackle, baby. <sighs> left tackle.
0: If he's smart. No, no way, G B.
1: If he's smart. No way. Look in the NFL draft. Do the analytics. I've been doing this twenty years. I hear you. How many tight ends in the NFL? you know how many tight ends in the NFL, Keith? Were six six and two fifty in high school? Zero I don't know I love the kid I love the kid Hey hey Maybe he could be the first But he's, got, he's got nine A size 19 shoe
0: He's not 250 though I did speak to him He's not 250 GB he, At the Nike camp he was he's, two, he's, he's 245
1: He was 248 at the Nike camp So maybe he's dropped 3 pounds He's gonna be 270 in a couple of years He's a size 19 shoe. He's still got a baby face. He's going to grow still. I I hear you. You feel like he's He's going to... What what would you do if you were Michael Martinez? And you knew how much money tight ends made. And you knew how much money left tackles made. And you've told me many times, Keith. And this is a great line by you. I've used it. Go ahead. Keith Miller is not allergic to making money.
0: (laughs) This is true. I'm not allergic to making money.
1: Would you? If you are 6'6 and 250... And you know that it wouldn't be too hard for you to be Tyron Smith, yeah, and be a top five pick in the draft. Would you stifle your body a little bit, keep that weight down, just to play tight end, or would you let your body go where it wants to go? And yeah, make millions y- upon l- millions. L- listen, Greg, upon I millions? I hear
0: you, Greg, I hear you, and I'm not saying that I don't agree with you. That he could. If he wanted, the key phrase is, if he wanted, is that what he wants, right? What TB wants. <laughs> I, on, I get, I get it. That's what Greg Biggs wants, but I don't know if that's his passion. I think, he, I think he loves running around catching a football with that frame and that size and that length. And I don't know if he wants to be a left tackle. You gotta want to be a left tackle to play in those trenches. You gotta want to take on guys like Javon Curse and Julius Peppers. You gotta want to deal with Daytona. You gotta want to deal with those guys. And if you don't, if that's not in your in your DNA, if that's not in your gut, GB, and you were gonna go do it for money, I don't know if you're gonna last.
1: I agree with you. I, I agree. But the reason why I think Michael is is more than willing. Is because you've seen him. You've seen his highlight tape. He's a dominant blocker right now. So we've seen a lot of tight end keys who did not want to block, right? Yeah. They want to be that hybrid big receiver. But I'm just saying, just the way. Again, the analytics of the last five years, look at the NFL draft. I study that stuff because sometimes I, I, my nerd gets in there. Yeah, Guys that are NFL tight ends were 210, 215, 220 in high school. There were these Grant Calcaterra types who was going to be a first-round pick probably. Never Grant. Yeah, absolutely. He's projected to be a first-round
0: pick. He's really good. Absolutely.
1: Really good. Really good. And, and then you look at the guys who were drafted in the first round that were O-tackles. They were 250, 260 in high school, 270 with athletic speed. Now, let me just say this, Keith. If I'm a college and and Michael Martinez wants to play tight end, i take him in a heartbeat. Right. So, I don't want this to be misconstrued as me saying he can't play tight end. Alabama's pretty good at football, and they often him as a tight end. So, I will take him as a tight end myself and be glad. And I will do cartwheels, and I will feature him in my offense. Right. You know what I'm saying? I will feature him. No, I I, I get you. I get you. So I'm just thinking, man, just analytically, you don't see too many two hundred fifty pound high school tight ends who get drafted because they just naturally, progressively put weight on. It just Your body just naturally gets bigger. I mean, look at you. You know, you put on some weight in the last since I've known you the last couple years. Hey, you're yeah, not even in your prime yet.
0: Yeah, hey, GB, you've put on a couple pounds yourself, my man. I know, <laughs> I know. Dude, these showcases, man. It's all about like these showcases. Yeah, no question about it. But like you said, Bosco's showcase didn't have the beer, it had great food, modern days. Shoot, no, I'm sorry. That up. That I'm sorry. Bosco had the beer. Had the very good for they also had the lemon delights that oh, my man nice. me and my Alonzo Carr, we went ham on. Uh, but modern day they did do the Lucille's barbecue. I'm a big fan. Had a couple biscuits in my life with the butter. It w- it was good to go. So um
1: you got fat leftovers.
0: Yeah.
1: Home as well, so we, we did. I love the families at modern day. I do too. Um, they do it right, man. They do it right for sure. Hey, I got a thought, though, Keith, before we keep going. Uh, I think like we're going to move on. I don't yeah. want to move on just yet. Modern day's offensive line. So we, we love Miles Morale. Yeah. I, I think Ty Marks is going to be really, really good. Yes. The guy who worries me a little bit, Keith, is the right tackle. You've already mentioned him, Luke Felix Falalu from Cathedral. Yes. He looks really raw to me you know I, what I'm saying
0: yeah I agree
1: guy he looks the part I mean he is a guy he's a first off the bus guy with Martinez no man. he is a first but when I was watching him and I even kind of talking a little bit maybe you know my guy Chris Ward who's working with him he's got a lot of potential but I think it's going to be week four or week five before we really see him you know be a dominant guy he looks like... I mean, he's a, he's, from, he's a rugby player from Australia. he only been playing football for a couple of years. Right. So, this is going to be a big jump going from, you know, playing rugby to playing at Cathedral to blocking Nolan Smith.
0: No, I agree.
1: You know what I'm saying? So I agree. He worries me a little bit. I like Ty, Marks, I like George, I love Miles, but I'm a little bit worried about that right tackle spot.
0: Well, one thing about Coach is he's going to put the players in who are going to give them the best opportunity to win. We know Felix has an upside his college upside NFL upside we know that he's still a little green he's still a little soft not as tough as he needs to be and that's just the admission of some of, his, some of the people that have been around the program but if you are Coach Money you know you have maybe somewhat of a liability especially against high rated high or or, or super athletic defensive end what do you do? You provide him a little bit of help, right? You put Martinez on his side, right? You chip with Jacoby Harper or dollar before they get out and took a route. There are things you can put in place. In addition to his own development, you know, Alex Felix's his development, there are things you can put in a place to kind of assist that kid and help your offense become even more functional with him in the lineup. So, um, again, I, I'm with you. He is a little green. He does need to toughen up a little bit. A modern day's got a great coaching staff, terrific offensive line coach. They'll get him in a position where he can be effective at that right tackle spot. And uh, you got the top dual threat quarterback in the country. If he needs to move around, he can move around. And when he does, he will take the top off of my May back. <laughs>
1: No, I, I agree 100%. Great offensive line foundation, great coaching. They're going to they're gonna do some things. And I, that's why I think in that IMG, I'm looking way ahead. In that IMG game, I definitely think we're going to see, you know, a, a lot of Kobe Harper because he's a physical stud of a blocker. You know, another guy who kind of jumped out for me, Keith, you, you mentioned Bryson Washington. But the guy who's going to keep Bryson in the second, as a second teamer at safety is William Nemo. I think yeah. Nemo's good. Yeah. I mean, this guy, I think, is really good. And you look at his size, his athletic ability—not just the, the testing numbers that he showed earlier in the year—but this guy can flat-out play. And I think if Jeremiah Cornell is going to be your free safety, Nemo's going to be going to be your strong. I think Bryce is going to—he's going to be kind of maybe a, almost like a hybrid. Maybe they use him a little bit how they use, you know, Zion Alifazio, because they're they're moving Zion to full-time receiver. Got to mention him. Yeah, In our receiver depth chart. You know, with obviously it's going to be Brew number one, Hufix number two. Um, I could see Zion being a number three guy. He's such a good football player. Yeah. Uh, then we got F. We got Cam Gardner. Did, I also do number eighty one, Josh Lork. I don't know if you saw him at all, but I thought number eighty one, Lork, kind of popped for me. He's a young kid okay. who I uh, I heard about as a big pop Warner guy a couple years ago. My guy, uh, you know, my guy, all dude. Yeah. Uh, that's his boy. So he's been telling me about him. So uh, that's kind of my, my final takes on modernity offense, defense. Uh, another guy you got to throw in, I thought Evan Bennett is intriguing. Guy um, just looks like he's a weight room dude. And you put him with, you know, Keon Ware Hudson. You know, Keon told me at the, uh, the ceremony, he was there on, on Sunday night. He kind of tweaked his ankle. So he wasn't able to go during the team drills. But the thing I love about Keon is he's worked so hard. He's under 300 bills now. And again, you know, going with the whole analytics, you look at the NFL draft, and dude, a lot of five star dudes do not get drafted. Trent Thompson, Killam uh, McKenzie got drafted as an offensive guard. And, and you know what they're finding is these guys that were over 300 pounds in high school at D tackle, those guys don't pan out. The yeah. D tackles that do are the guys that are 270, 280. If you're three, three, uh, 320, 330, you, my, my thought was always, well, they can work that weight off. Sure. They don't. No, they they don't. don't Work work that weight off. So that's why a guy like Keon Ware Hudson, who's now under under 300, he's now about 294. He'll probably play at about 290. He's going to add that quickness. I like where he's at. Hopefully that ankle isn't going to be a a malignant thing. He's a tough kid. But uh, that's a pretty nice little tandem, those two next to each other. Got to find a guy to pass do the pass rush. I mean, last year, Lagaleo was was great and so was Mace Funa. Yeah. Those those were probably their two best pass rushes. They got to find that outside pass rush. A lot of Brew McCoy. um, You know, he's got that sport tourney. I talked to him for a while. I said, Brew, how are they going to use you? I go, I hope they use you a lot more on defense. I I love you on defense. And he, you know, he obviously didn't want to give too much away, but he did say he thinks he's going to be used, you know, a little bit more, maybe almost a little bit more like a, like a, a Mace Funa role. where he'll be used every down as opposed to just as a pass rusher so looking for more Brew I'm going to say Brew McCoy 10 plus sacks next year but they need to find that outside pass because last year that's what was really special about them with Mace on one side and Lay on the other that was a tough tough matchup to deal with
0: yeah I I think they need to find another dynamic pass rush I like Keon Ware Hudson and Bennett inside they're going to be as good as an interior tandem as you're going to find in California both guys big physical quick tough and mean Brew, we know the type of pass rush he can bring. He's an elite edge rusher with dynamic bendability, reachability, and ability to accelerate, close, and finish on a quarterback. What will they have outside of Brew? That other outside linebacker or defensive end coming off the edge is going to be important. I would venture to say a guy maybe like Bryce Sean Washington. I know he's a little thin in the pants, but if you talk about a third down pass rush, he's got some length, he's got some acceleration and speed. He's got the quickness. You know, you don't necessarily have to get have a defensive end body out there. You need an athletic, you know, playmaker on that edge that can get after the quarterback and can bend that edge and win one on one. So, you know, moving along, GB, it, again, ter- two terrific showcases, tons of coaches, a lot of them are friends, a lot of fun. I got to see my boy Tosh Lupoy uh, who I've been friends with for quite a while, and uh, he raved about, you know, how the practices were ran and how great a job the coaches did. So, it was a ton of fun, and, and uh, man... Bosco Showcase, Modern Day Showcase—you don't get any better than that. So, GB, it's time to move along. Here's you know, you know the beauty of
1: Tosh was. What do you got? That, I, I covered Tosh in high school. Day to sell. Tosh got there probably about a half hour left, and was the first guy to leave. I love it about Tosh—he just shows up late because he can. My guy Jeff Banks was there grinding both days. Yeah. At Modern Day and, and Bosco. Yeah. Uh, special teams coach who used to be at Washington State and A I saw Tosh walk. I go, dude, really, Tosh? Like you, like you must be like a Southern California guy going to a Laker game, being the, the last guy here and you're leaving already. He goes, that's ah, what I need to see. Yeah. And uh, obviously, they offered a, a tight end. Yep. After the camp, so he saw, he saw what he, what he needed to see already. You know, they are obviously uh, offered Elias Ricks as well. Who, you know, got what a compliment the fans were here on the Friday show when Chad Johnson was saying they hadn't seen a guy in a long time who improved from. Week one to the end of the year, like Rick's, and I, I definitely would agree with Chad. I thought going into the year last year, Elias was a safety, not to be a player in the seven on seven circuit. Yeah. He became a elite, elite, elite corner. Right. Where, shoot, man, you can make an argument. He's the best corner right now in the West Coast as a sophomore going into his junior year.
0: Yeah, man, he's big time. There's no doubt about it. Hey, GB. Go, with it, baby, I'm done. It's all you. Finish this, finish this off. Give have got left. People have got to go visit the Winter Circle. Go visit the Winter Circle. All right, listen, everybody. And I'm talking to you parents and you student athletes. It's the off season. This is your time to get better and improve. Come the fall, that's your chance to showcase yourself in front of big time scouts like me and recruiters across the nation. Now, there are a lot of guys out there that claim to be trainers. They grab a whistle, grab a couple counts, but it's just not that successful. What I'm talking about is going big time. Invest yourself into something special. Call my guy, Jordan Campbell, at Winter Circle Athletics. It's a facility in Corona, California with world class, state of the art technology and equipment that creates world-class athletes. They understand human performance, health and wellness, and they customize programs to meet your athletic goals. They train specific for your sport and position. The Winter Circle has 50 plus Division I athletes over the last three years. They've added to a 50,000 plus square foot facility, and they also have a prep academy for 8th graders to 6th graders that concentrates on athletic development, social development, and academic development in their newly renovated facility. The Winter Circle Athletics, you can Contact them at athleticscom All right, and we're back. Uh, before we kind of let you guys go, we got one to watch, GB. One to watch is a feature segment about a young kid or young kids across Southern California that we really, really like. My one to watch this week, Marvin Aurelio Anderson, 2021 athlete out of Mission Viejo High School. 10, 900 meters at about 5'11", probably 165 pounds right now, but you talk about a guy who's smooth, he's got the the burst, who's got playmaking with his hands and doesn't fight the ball, he's just natural, just a natural playmaker. Love this kid. He's gonna pay big dividends for Coach Chad Johnson and that Mission Di- Di- Mission Viejo Diablos offense and defense. The guy is a two way guy. He'll be one of the top sophomores in the state GB. Mark it down right now. Marvin Aurelio Anderson, twenty twenty one, Mission Viejo High School.
1: What a great segue. I threw Chad Johnson at you, not even knowing. That you're going to Mission Viejo for that little segment. So that's how it's been
0: in sync. That's how we do it, baby. That's how we. This is the transparent truth. We don't know any other way, GB. But it's time for us <laughs> to let our listeners go. We appreciate you for joining us. Follow us on social media: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We are out there. Follow every show on YouTube. It's on YouTube. If you don't get a chance to listen on the other platform, go to YouTube. Listen up. It's the transparent truth. Nobody does it how we do it. It's the number one high school football podcast in America. This is not to be argued or understated. Follow my man at Greg Biggins on Twitter. Follow me at CoachKeith underscore MP. Without further ado, let's bring this baby to a close. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name's Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool.